You're listening to Raw and Real, a podcast for everyone dealing with loss. Join your host, Linda Piazza, as she and her guests share their experiences, knowledge, and heart when dealing with the tough topics of loss along life's journey. Our goal, whether you're dealing with a loss of a relationship, loss of health, loss of life, or loss of self, is to invite you to the table for our weekly conversation and provide some comfort in knowing that you're not alone in your grief. Now, here's your host, Linda Piazza. Hello, and thank you for joining this week's episode of Raw and Real Podcast. I am your host, Linda Piazza, and I'm really glad you joined us. This week, we are going to continue our conversation about the seven stages of grief, and we're going to talk about how you can walk through your grief and get you to a place of a time to heal. We're glad you're here. Thanks for joining us. Okay, so are you saying, thank you, Lord Jesus, there is light at the end of the tunnel? The last several weeks, we've been talking about the stages of grief and the difficulties of each stage and diving deep into the stages, what you can expect from them, what they are like, kind of giving you an idea of what they feel like. This week, we are going to wrap it up a little bit and walk you through your grief in a sense and get you to a place where you realize that time to heal is coming and it is not as heavy and as burdensome and as difficult as what it has been like for you over the last several months. And the reason we are doing this episode is to give you some hope for you to be able to say to yourself, it's not always going to be like this and you will survive and it will get better. You will always miss the person that you lost. Always. You will always have a tinge of pain or difficulties from time to time where you'll cry for no reason. You'll have a very strong longing for missing them one day that you don't even know where it came from. But those days are going to be further and further and further apart. And they're not going to be as bad as what you have just walked through over the past several months. So that is what we're talking about today. I think it's very, very important. And I think it hopefully will give you a way to breathe and know that this is, again, normal, but you are going to be okay and you are going to be able to move on and you are going to be able to live your life and you are going to be able to laugh again. There's no way around the pain that you naturally feel when someone you love dies. You can't go over it and you can't go under it and you can't go around it. You have to go through it. That's what helps you heal. And that is so important for you to understand and for you to get a handle on because how to go on living when someone you love dies is really important. And it's a very important part of your grieving process. So some of the things that we've talked about already are Denial, pain, anger, guilt, loneliness. We've talked about a lot of 
the stages of grief. And we've worked through, like I said, and dive through these very deeply so you can kind of get a grip on it. Now we are going to be talking about kind of not exactly healing at the second, but that is next week's topic. So it's something I think you can look forward to. It's important that that there's not a time limit on grief like we've talked about in the past. You can't compare your grief to somebody else's because everybody's journey is different. If you talk to people, you make yourself vulnerable. You open yourself up. You allow yourself to feel healing can begin. Dealing with anger, letting go of the guilt, coping with the loneliness, the sudden upsurges of grief that come in from time to time. You think you're okay, and then all of a sudden you just have this huge overwhelming emotion that you can't understand or explain because you really kind of thought you were going on to the other side and you just got over that mountain and you're coming down. And then all of a sudden it kind of punches you in the gut and you realize, nope, you're still there. That sudden upsurge of grief is something that's part of the process. Mentioning your loved one's names is so important because if you pretend they didn't exist, if you don't talk about them, people don't talk about them, and it's a big avoidance, it's going to take you that much longer to deal with your loss. It is so, so important to talk about them, remember them, laugh at some of the things that they did, cry over some of the things that they did, laugh over the time you had with them, enjoy those memories, look at those pictures. There are going to be tears that come with all of that. And that's okay. And that is normal. And that is expected. But it is so important. It's so important to do all of that. So important to do all of that. Don't forget to do all of that. Don't let yourself or don't convince yourself that there is a certain way to do this because as we've talked about before, there is not. Don't convince yourself that after you finish a certain stage that it's done because that is not true. The first year after somebody dies, there's a lot of things that you're going to go through. The first birthday, the first Thanksgiving, the first Christmas, the first Easter, their anniversary of their death or whatever it is that you had that was going on with that person in your life. And it's a first time you're experiencing that without them. It is going to bring all of this up all over again. All of it. So my sister's anniversary actually is coming up in about three weeks. I've got a lot of anxiety around that. I wake up some days and I'm anxious. I wake up some days and I'm emotional and I don't understand why. Guys, I've been through this a lot. And I question myself, it's like, what is wrong with you? And then I look at the calendar and it's like, ah, because right about now, we were starting to go through some serious stuff with her. What was the diagnosis? What was the plan of action? 
Can she be healed? Can she be cured? Is she going to do chemo? Is she going to do radiation? What does all this look like? What center is she going to go to? Is she going to go to Boston? Is she going to go to Buffalo? Is she going to come to Texas? Is she going to stay in New York? There were so many decisions that needed to be made right now on top of the fact that she did not feel good. Next Tuesday in six days is her birthday. So I expect that it's going to be a rough day. One, because it's her birthday and she's not here. And the other is because last year, which was her last birthday, it was hard. She didn't feel good. And that memory of her last birthday when she turned 58 years old, it's going to be very difficult. It's, it's just going to be difficult because on her birthday, I remember calling her and I remember her telling me how terrible she felt and she didn't understand why she felt so bad and she had no energy and she can barely take a shower. And it was my nephew's graduation party. And if you knew Diane, Diane didn't miss anything. Diane was there. She was alive for the party. She enjoyed it. And she said, Lynn, I can't even go to that baby's graduation. That's how bad I feel. And I said, Die, come on. Maria's having a cake for you. Try to pull it together. Try to go. It'll be good for you to be around people and to get out. And she said, You don't understand. I am in so much pain and I'm so tired I barely could take a shower today and that's when it hit me and that's when I knew things were going south really fast that's when I started looking for airline tickets to get home and so when her birthday comes on June the 30th next Tuesday yeah, there's going to be a lot of emotion around that. And I know that. And I'm okay with that. And I'm not going to push it away. I'm not going to ignore it because it's not healthy to ignore it. And it's okay for me to be emotional. It's okay for me to be upset. It's okay for whatever it is that I feel. What's not okay is for me to try to not feel. What's not okay is for me just sleep it under the rug and pretend I'm not upset. What's not okay is for me to stifle those feelings. That is not okay. I need to feel. I need to talk. I need to be vulnerable. I need to be okay with being emotional next Tuesday. And when things like that come up for you for the loss of your loved one and it's their birthday, on top of the, the fact that it was her birthday and this may be the same situation for you, she died 20 days later. She didn't live much. She didn't live. She didn't live. She died within three weeks of her 58th birthday. So my family and I will mourn her loss on June 30th. We will mourn her loss again on July the 20th. 
we have gone through the first Mother's Day. We've gone through the first Thanksgiving. We've gone through the first Christmas. We've gone through the first Easter. And they've all been really, really hard. Really hard. Got to be honest. They've been hard. We've talked through it. Some of us have secluded ourselves and dealt with our emotions on our own. Some of us have dealt with our emotions with each other and had conversations. I'm not in New York where my family is. I'm in Texas. And with all of this COVID-19, it's been a real freaking lot of fun. And so I video chat with my family and that helps. It helps not to have to do it alone. And there's a lot of um, emotion and anxiety around what's coming up over the next three or four weeks. And it's okay and it's normal. So I'm saying this to you, not so you can go, oh, poor thing. I'm saying this to you so that when you're dealing with it, you know, oh yeah, she said that, it's normal. It's okay that I feel like this. So it's okay when you're experiencing all of the first of the person that you lost that's no longer with you. You'll get to the almost year point and you will have times where you will laugh and you will smile and life will seem like it's normal. And then you'll have those moments that'll pull you back and take your breath away. And all of it's okay. All of it's normal. All of it is part of the process. And just the best advice I can give you is to try to get comfortable with the process because it'll make it a little bit easier for you if you do that. It really will. It's, it's hard. It's hard. But healing is possible. Healing does take place. Working through all of that is part of it. And I believe that you will laugh again. You will smile again. Don't feel guilt around it because sometimes we do. What I have found is that after you lose someone that you're close to, somebody that you love, what I find is you don't ever get through the loss. You don't ever forget it. The pain doesn't ever really completely go away. You just learn to do life different without them. That hole in your heart stays. The emptiness is always there. But you figure out a way to survive, to live, to be okay. It doesn't ever look the same. And I honestly don't think you're ever the same. Something does change. Something does alter. You either become distant, which we've talked about. You'll take life by the balls, basically, and just say, life is short, and I'm going to do everything I can, and I'm going to enjoy it to the fullest. You will, you might revert to internalize some of it, it just depends. 
but there's a lot of stuff that you will go through and it's all okay. And you will, you will be okay. You will be okay. A little part of you has gone with them. That's okay. A little part of you always misses them. You think of them every day. That's all right too. There isn't a wrong way to do this. The only wrong way to do this is not to do it. It's the only wrong way. So you have to do all of this. And again, it's natural, it's normal, it's necessary. At some point, things like anger, denial, pain, they'll subside. Believe it or not, you'll be able to get yourself to a place where maybe you've got more calm in your life, a little bit more relaxed. Maybe even you'll laugh and smile a little bit. Yeah, it's true. You will. Especially when you're coming towards the end of the first year, you definitely will have some of that, believe it or not. You'll start to put the pieces of your life back together again so that you can move on and feel like things are going to be okay. You just feel like things are going to be okay. You'll find sometimes that you're unable to grieve, especially in the beginning of the process, because you are either ignoring your loss or you're helping somebody else get through their loss and you're taking care of other people and you're not taking care of yourself. It doesn't help ignoring your loss doesn't make the person come back because they're not going to so you can't ignore the loss and you have to find a way to take care of yourself because it is extremely important to take care of you for you to take care of others but it is also important for you to be able to go through this process and not lose yourself in taking care of somebody else because 10 years from now If you don't deal with your loss, it's going to come back and it's going to haunt you and it's going to take you that much longer to get over it because you still have to work through it. This is not something, guys, that you can avoid. You cannot avoid the emotion and the pain of a loss as hard as you want to because it is not fun. It is not something you want to go through. It is not something you want to feel and it's not something you want to deal with, but you have to. You really have to. Each person is different and each person's journey is different. Each person is unique and it's not anyone else's grief. It's yours. So even if you are grieving the loss of a loved one, say your mom died and you've got a sister and obviously she's grieving the loss of your mom as well. Just because you both are grieving the loss of your mom doesn't mean that your journey and your grief is going to be the same. Sometimes when all of this stuff has been going on with my sister, I find myself getting frustrated with some family members just because they seem like they're okay. And I'm like, how can they be okay? I'm not okay. How come they're not feeling what I'm feeling? Why aren't they upset? How can they be going out for ice cream? really crazy stuff, just kind of thinking about it. Then there are other days that I'm fine and they're not. And I'm like, well, maybe they need to get over it, even though I know better. 
you know, in my mind, it's like, okay, so why are they having such a hard time today? Because I'm not, I'm okay. So they should be okay. Guys, your journey and your grief is yours. It's nobody else's. And you will not grieve the same way as somebody else is going to grieve. You're not going to go down the same road that somebody else is going to go down. Your stages are not even going to go in the same order as somebody else's. And it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. You'll question yourself a lot through the process and wonder if you're crazy. You'll question yourself and wonder if you have lost your mind. You're going to question yourself through the process and want to know when you're going to get over it. There are going to be a lot of things that you will question yourself about through the process of grief. You will wake up one day and look in the mirror and say, what's wrong with me? Why can't I get over this? Why can't I feel better? Or you'll wake up one morning and you're going to go, okay, what's wrong with me? I'm not crying. I actually am smiling. I don't feel horrible. Why? Why am I feeling this way? That's not how I was yesterday. You will constantly go back and forth like a ping pong ball with yourself over your emotions. Here's the thing, guys. You just need to feel. You just need to feel it. You'll start to put the pieces back together of your life and you will be able to move on at some point. However, you still got to go through the grief. You still got to go through the ugly to get to the beautiful. You know, it's like getting ready for your wedding. You're getting your makeup done. You're getting your hair done. You're wearing the most beautiful dress you've ever seen in your life. And all of a sudden, not that you look horrible before you're ready, but wow, after you're done. In the whole process of doing your makeup and doing your hair and then the final of putting your dress on, you take people's breath away. And you're like, wow, this is the same thing. This is the same thing. You will put yourself back together again and you'll have a wow factor again, very similar. It'll look different. Your life will look different than it was a year ago or six months ago. It'll look different from what it was before your loved one passed away. But you will find beauty in there. You will find joy in there. You will find some happiness in there. Accept it. Know it. Because if you accept it and you accept the loss, you can start the grieving process. If you know what you're going through is normal and natural and necessary, you can go through the grieving process. And if you know that it does affect your body, mind, and spirit, you can go through the grieving process and get through it. Not go around it, not go above it, not go under it. Get through it. You can do that. Because grief does affect your body, mind, and spirit. It affects everything about you. Everything. So 
Each person, again, is different. Each person's journey is unique, as we just said. And it's yours. It's not somebody else's. Even if someone is grieving the same loss, which we just talked about, you will not ever feel or grieve the same way. And I'm saying that twice because it's important because it's a hard concept. It's a real hard concept. You lose your mom, your siblings all lost your mom. You lose your sister, your siblings all lost your sister. You lose your father, it's the same thing. But everybody is different. Everybody's personality is different. Everybody handles things different. And you have to be okay with that. And you have to take care of you and you have to go through your grief, not theirs. Do not compare yourself to them. Do not compare your journey to theirs. You can talk about it. You can support each other through it, but don't beat yourself up because you're not doing as well as they are or as bad as they are. Because sometimes you feel like you need to do bad. Sometimes if you're not having a rough day, there's guilt around that, that you think you should have a rough day. And why am I not having a rough day? And you will say, but my sister's having a rough day. Why am I not having a rough day? Don't do that to yourself. Don't do that to yourself. I know it's a hard concept. I know it's hard. But if you know it and you understand it and you expect it, it's a little bit easier. If you don't do it and you don't grieve, and you don't allow your emotions and feelings to be yours, not somebody else's, it will catch up to you because it always does. And a lot of times, again, we talked about this a few minutes ago, the reasons you don't go through it is because you're afraid. You're numb from the shock. You know that they died, but you're still in shock. If somebody died in a car accident, which we've talked about this before, if somebody was murdered, which we've talked about this before, if somebody dies suddenly of a heart attack, there's a shock. There's huge shock that goes around it. Even though my sister was sick, we were told she was going to be okay. So it was shocking. Very shocking. And so there's still today, almost a year later, I, I still have a hard time believing she's gone. And I'm like, what's wrong with me? Well, there's nothing wrong with me. It's normal. It's normal to question it and to wonder. And I always may question it and wonder it. But I also am vulnerable. And I am allowing people in. And I'm talking about it, which is extremely important. Because you need to talk about it. If you talk about it, it's healing when you talk about your grief, you talk about your loss, you talk about the person you lost, you tell stories, there's healing that goes on with that. And if you're trying to make sense of it, and you're trying to, if you're an engineer personality, basically, you're going to try and make sense of this person's death. And there's no way to make sense of a person's death. No way. It's impossible. Nothing makes sense when somebody dies. So don't beat yourself up. Don't try to avoid it because you're trying to make sense of it. Just go with it. Just go with it. Some of the things that you can do, and, and I think that this is a really good, I've done it. I think it's really good exercise because next week we're going to talk about 
acceptance and hope and healing. And what we're going to talk about a little bit right this second is things that you can do to get you to that point. So one of the things that I did right away, not right away, but not long after Diane died is I wrote her a letter. And if any of you follow me on Facebook, you can go back to a year from now and I did a Facebook Live and I read that letter on Facebook Live. It was tough. Really tough. But it was necessary for the process. It was necessary for me to write my emotions and feelings down in a letter to her. It was necessary for me to read that. It was necessary for me to share that. It was necessary because it was my journey and I felt like that's what I should do. The other thing that you can do is you can journal. And as you journal, you can write a lot of emotions and a lot of feelings. And that's kind of sometimes where you figure out, hey, I'm angry with this person or I'm angry about something else or I'm shocked about something. When you journal through your grief, there's a lot that you let go of. Writing things down is like almost a miracle to healing. It's almost a way to let go. It's like you write it all down and it's like taking the air out of the balloon. It just deflates. And then it doesn't have any, I don't want to say meaning, but it doesn't have purpose anymore. You deflate a balloon. What is it? It's just a piece of rubber. But when it's inflated and it's you blow your air into it, it's a it's a fun thing. So when you write and down the things about this loved one in your grief journey, it's releasing a lot, and it is extremely extremely helpful. The other thing that I find is writing a letter and putting it in a balloon. And I've had some of my coaching clients do this and they have said there was just a lightness about them after they did this, but they wrote a letter, they spent the time. And when you write a letter, there's a lot of tears, a ton of tears, which you need, you need to cry. And they wrote the letter, rolled it up, put it in a balloon, brought the balloon to a store, put helium in the balloon, They went off to the beach. Somebody else went out to the country. Just depends on where you're at or where you want to be when you do this. And they let the balloon go. And the balloon kind of flies up. And there's this imaginary, that balloon is going up to heaven. And the person that you love and lost is going to get it. And they're going to read that letter. And there's a release there. That is so strong and is so helpful. So, 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 so helpful. Try it. If you're struggling, try it. Write a letter. Write a letter. Read it to someone or don't read it to someone. Read it out loud, though. Even if you're in a room by yourself, write a letter, then read it out loud. Holy cow, there's a lot of freedom in that. Then if you feel like it, Roll it up, put it in a balloon, and let the balloon go. There's another one that you're going to kind of think I'm crazy. But ice. Get a big block of ice. And I would put it in your sink, big block of ice. And just get like a 
ice chip or something and just break that ice up break it because your emotions and your feelings might be as hard as that ice and in order for you to heal it's got to be broken it's got to be broken and you got to get it into pieces because you got to feel it you got to get it in one just taking out your anger and your emotions out on this ice big block of ice it's great it's great it's great it really is and then you just kind of start seeing the ice go into chunks and that's kind of representative of the different stages that you have to go through and then you watch it melt you watch it melt you might have some tears because you're allowing yourself to melt you're allowing your exterior, the hardness that you feel, the anger that you feel, you're allowing those emotions to come forward. And it's like watching the ice cube melt. Your emotions may be melting. Your hard exterior may be melting. And it's a visual that you can do with the ice and your emotions as you're breaking that ice you're thinking about the person that you are sad about and there's a lot of emotion that's going to come from that at the end you might stand there and just laugh and think what am i doing have i lost my mind but you would have released a whole bunch of stuff guys a whole bunch of stuff and then the other thing that really sounds crazy it's just get Get the ice or get something, whatever, trash, throw it down the garbage disposal. And as you're throwing it down the garbage disposal, throw an emotion that you've already experienced and you went through in your journey, throw that down the garbage disposal. So I've already experienced fear, so I'm throwing the fear away. And I've already experienced anger and I'm throwing the anger away. And I've already experienced sadness and I don't want to be sad anymore. So I'm going to throw the sadness away. Talk it out loud and say what it is you're putting in there. And then flip the switch on for the garbage disposal and listen to it. Listen to it. Disintegrate. Listen to it go away. Turn the garbage disposal off from the water. Put your hand in there. It's all gone. That's freeing as well. I know you think I'm crazy. You're going to be like, I don't think I'm going to listen to this lady anymore. She's nuts. But I'm telling you to do these things because I've done them and they have been helpful to me to start healing. Now, doing these things are the beginning of your journey of healing. And it is important to cry. It's important to trust. And it's important to love. And it's important to cry and trust and love you. It's important for you to cry and trust and love somebody else. It's important for you to be vulnerable and talk about it to somebody. A lot of people are very secretive. A lot of people are very private and that's okay. And if that's you, find one person, just one that's willing to listen to you, that you trust, that you know is 
going to just listen and be there because a lot of times it's all you need is the ear, the person to talk to. And if there isn't anybody, call me. I'll listen. Or you could have a conversation out loud with the person that you lost. I know. I have flipped out. Y'all are thinking she is nuts and she has lost it. But I am here to tell you, I promise you, I promise you, all of these little exercises are extremely helpful because you have to get to a point to release it all. The other thing you can do is hesitate on this one because if you're angry, if you're angry with the person who has passed away or I know some of my friends have lost people in their lives because they've been murdered. That's heavy. Or their loved one committed suicide. And you think, man, I could have done something. In those cases, guys, write down all your anger, whether it's towards the person who died or the person who killed them. Write down all your anger. Write down every emotion you feel, every cuss word that comes to your mind, whatever it is that you feel about your situation, whether it's a person who committed suicide or the person who killed your loved one. Write it all down. And then I want you to get a bonfire and I want you to take it and I want you to watch it burn. Because let me tell you something. It is horrible. I cannot even imagine, especially given the current situation of the world right now and what just happened with George Floyd and his family actually having to witness that. Holy crap. I cannot even imagine that. But one of the things for his family and for your family and for you to heal is you have got to find a way to let that anger go. Do you know why? Because that person is taking up some precious space in your life that you have no room for. And until you could let it go, even if you have to get to a point where somehow you have to forgive them, you don't ever have to forget. So let's be real clear on that. You don't ever have to forget. But forgiving them frees you. Not them, it frees you and you need to be free to live into love again. And the only way you're going to do that is to let it go. It is hard, it sucks, and it is going to be difficult and painful. But I am telling you right now, if you take all of that and you write it down, whether you can read your writing or not, because you're writing so fast and you're writing so angrily, and then you burn it. It's an amazing release. It's amazing freedom. That person, whether they committed suicide, and I'm not saying somebody who committed suicide is bad or, they, or that they're a horrible person, but you have a right to be pissed off at them. You definitely have a right to be pissed off at them. And if you are, write them a letter and tell them, then burn it. Because that is like an amazing release because it can never come back. 
the person who committed suicide, the person who murdered your loved one has already hijacked you and turned your life upside down. How much longer are you going to allow them to do that? Don't allow them any more control over your life than they've already had. Guys, I know that this is really heavy. I know it's really emotional and I know it's really difficult. I am there with you. I am talking to you from my heart. I'm talking to you from my experience. I'm not telling you to do things that I haven't done myself. I'm not talking to you about emotions and feelings I haven't had myself. I've had them all. I felt them all. I've done all that. And I'm able to be here telling you about it today. And I still have my days and I still get emotional and I still miss every single person that I've lost because they're a big, huge part of my life. But I am actually able to find joy in my life. I'm actually able to smile. I'm actually able to laugh. I'm actually able to tell people stories and remember them. It's like on Sunday, it was Father's Day. It was hard. I missed my dad. My daughter sent me a message and wanted to know how I was doing. Let me know she was thinking about me. And it was pouring down rain. Pouring down rain. Pouring. Terrible storm. But I sat at my table and I just looked up and I smiled after I cried all day. Because that happens. And my dad's been gone six years. So guys, it will happen. Six years from now, you're still going to get emotional, but it'll be better. It'll be different. It'll be a little bit more controlled. But I, you know, it was rough. I cried a lot. But when I looked up and I saw the storm, I just smiled and I got up and I walked outside and I watched it rain and I listened to it thunder and I took a deep breath in to the smell of it. And it brought back such wonderful memories with my dad and I. And I shared that with my daughter. And I said, well, it's been tough, but this is what I've just done. Because my dad and I would sit on the porch and he would say, smell that? Doesn't the rain smell so good? And he just loved watching it storm. And I loved being outside on that porch with him when it stormed. So what's, what's your storm? What's your story? What's your memory that warms you, that makes you smile, makes you feel better, makes you feel close to the person that you love? Write those stories down. Talk about those stories. Tell your family about them. Keep Again, we've talked about this a long time ago. Keep your loved one's memory alive by talking about them, sharing stories about them, sharing pictures of them. That's how you keep them alive. And that's how you are able to move on and enjoy life again. Thanks so much for joining me for this week's episode of Ron Real Podcast. I hope you got something out of it. I hope that this week's podcast helped you realize that in the midst of the chaos and the storm that you're going through, your grief storm, there is 
a rainbow. There is light at the end of the tunnel. There is joy. There is hope. There is happiness again. If there's anything that you need, please reach out. Again, my name is Linda Piazza. I am your host of Raw and Real Podcast. I'm so glad you joined us. Please share this podcast with anybody that you know that you think can benefit from it. And if you would like to join our Facebook group, it's called Raw and Real Podcast with Linda Piazza. Please join. It's a safe place to be. It's a safe place to vent. And we'd love to have you. Y'all have a great week. And next week, we are talking about acceptance and hope. And and that's going to be a really good, good one. It won't be as depressing <laughs> as the last several weeks have been, last six weeks, as difficult, as heavy. Um, it's going to really bring you to a place where you're going to go, oh, thank goodness, there is hope at, at the end. There is good that's going to come and I will survive. All right, guys, you all have a great week. Thanks again for being here. Thanks for joining us this week for another episode of Raw and Real. If you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast app so you get notification of all new episodes. 